You're listening to the Put Your Passion to Work podcast, where together we seek to gather inspiration, motivation, along with tangible tips to start and scale your coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Marie, mindset and business coach. With over 18 years of business experience, you and I are going to transform your passion of helping others so you too can create a profitable coaching business. Let's have some fun while we build your biz starting right now. Reason 1,152 that I love coaching. I get to meet amazing people. So this next guest is someone that I went through a group coaching program with. She's a colleague of mine. Her name is Chris McPeak. And Chris is such an amazing lady with such an amazing story and amazing tips that we all get to get after listening to today's episode. Chris is the author and podcast of the Elevate Your Eight podcast. She has a book by the same name, and she helps career-driven professionals create time freedom using the Elevate Your 8 method, which means if you spend eight hours sleeping and eight hours working, your nine to five, what are you going to do with those other eight hours? She's going to answer all the questions, and her zone of genius is really helping manage your career, your wellness, like getting all those things in that are above and beyond your nine to five and your side hustler coaching business and maximizing your productivity without the overwhelm. She's going to give us a few strategies for controlling our time. Really, she's such a role model for me because as you guys know, your girl likes to hang out and watch Netflix and I work a nine to five that can be so stressful and a mental drain that uh, when it comes time to be a present mom, wife, friend, and then coach, you know, it's like juggling a lot of balls at the same time. And that juggling act, sometimes, you know, all the balls drop at once. So admittedly, this episode has really helped me and giving me some tools that I can use to be and feel, I guess, more productive without crossing the line over into overwhelm land. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Enjoy. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show today. I want to jump right in and have you introduce us to the audience. Can you tell us who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your business? Sure. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Chris McPeak. I am an author, an educator, and a podcaster. I have a day job where I work at a community college in the foundation, and I have two side hustles. The first one is a U.S. Masters swim team that I facilitate with my hubby. That's a, a joint passion project area for us. And then I host a podcast called Elevate Your Eight, where we talk about time management and productivity from an interesting, I guess, theory concept that I, that I developed one day as I was coming off of being in college housing career for more than 20 years and thinking a great deal about things like leisure and time away and work-life balance. And that just kind of segued everything into this concept of Elevate Your Eight. Okay, perfect. And I love this concept of Elevate Your Eight and this whole like basis of what it means. So can you tell us exactly what Elevate Your Eight means? Yes, absolutely. So my, my theory is that if we are honoring our work-life balance and we're working eight hours a day, 
And if we're honoring our wellness and we're sleeping a full eight hours every night, then the real key to time management and productivity is being able to, quote, elevate those other eight hours of the day. And it really just comes down to prioritization and a little bit of grace here and there. So I, I try to, through my show, I try to talk about ways to increase your productivity in the workday and in those other eight hours. And I also look for guests and experts to talk about wellness and sleep. Right now we're doing a lot of talking about working from home and trying to stay positive. So that's kind of, that's kind of what Elevate Your Aid is supposed to do. That's such a great concept. And that's something that you and I can relate to, especially a lot of the listeners out there who we work nine to fives and we're trying to build our business. A lot of us on the side or in part time hours, part of those eight hours, as you know, if you're a mother have to be with kiddos and social, you know, for me, a part of my, um, I've learned this about myself in the last year after becoming an entrepreneur is that my self care, a lot of that is going out with friends and socializing, um, doing like those extroverted activities that actually helps my well being. Yeah, and so, absolutely. And it's, it's, you have to kind of know this. And like, I, I always knew it was there, but once I like identified, like I put the two and two together, like, gosh, I always feel really good when I go out with my friends. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody feels that way, but I feel energized and it just helps me be happier. I realized that, Hey, that, that counts as self-care that counts as a spa day that counts as a meditation that counts as going to do yoga, whatever it is for you. So I'm wondering if you could give us a few tips. Can we maybe start with elevating your eight during those eight hours of work that we have in our nine to fives? Like how do we start there? Sure. Well, I, I think it, for part of it first boils down to being able to control your calendar. Some of us have an administrative person that schedules for us and, and that's That'd all nice. good and well. Yeah. But I, I need to go in at the very beginning of a month, so to speak, and take a look at the forecast. So what's happening at my day job this month? Do we have an event coming up? Is there a specific project that's going to be finishing this month? And so the, the main thing that I do is I create appointments for myself on my Outlook calendar and I call it work time. So in every given day, I probably have at least one of these and it's you know anywhere from a two to three hour block. And so I make that appointment in the location area of the Outlook appointment, I write mm-hmm. down the tasks that I'm going to be doing. What I'll do sometimes is pull out an app on my phone called Minimalist. Minimalist. I have that one. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And it allows you to like pop up that Pomodoro timer. So I'll, I'll be in one of my scheduled blocks of time, my work time, and I'll open up and I'll see like, okay, in this three hour time period, there's like four things I want to get done. So I'll open up the minimalist app and I will write down those four things. And then I'll pop open that timer and get that timer started. And I will only work on that task while the timer's going on. And then I'll either complete it and it lets you, you know, check that off your list, or you take a little break. And I let the break thing happen and I'll get up from my desk and I might walk around the office or might go outside for a second get a glass of water, get some coffee, and then go back and start it all over again. So definitely controlling your calendar and, and trying to break the day up into little manageable chunks of work time where you're only you know pushing out content, pushing out projects, pushing out 
you know, tasky things that need to get done. And then the other thing I recommend is trying to give yourself a buffer within the workday where meetings are concerned. So I try to never schedule anything in the last half hour of my day. I work eight to 4.30. So I try to avoid at all possible meetings that start at four o'clock because I know one of two things is going to happen. A, there's going to be somebody that has, you know, no sense of of the need to leave the office and go home. <laughs> and, and that person's going to drag that meeting out. But also because then I feel like I can't get my, my head together to prepare for the next day because my brain is, is only in this meeting. So, so whenever possible, I, the first half hour of the day and the last half hour of the day, I try to hold sacred so that those little smaller time periods can be used for preparation and then sort of, you know, mindset, getting myself into that day. And then the third thing that's really important for me in the, in the day job for elevating your eight is to make sure that you are taking breaks. And in particular, you have to take a lunch break and that lunch break has to be taken away from your workspace. Mm. So you need to get a change of scenery and whatever that change of scenery is, Sometimes for me, it's going outside and taking a quick walk around the block and then coming in. And we have in the office where I work is above a child development center. So there's a fantastic break room where the teachers will come up in between, you know, when they're on their breaks, but it's got a couple couches. It's got like a full kitchen table and a sink and a microwave. And there's just a great way for me to make this little nest, <laughs> my little <laughs> lunch nest where I'll, you know, plug my earbuds into my iPad and watch an episode of something and work on my knitting and enjoy my meal, you know, like have a, a full relaxing, completely unplugged from work anyway lunch break. So those are, those are three things I think that mm -hmm. really can help you make good sense of your workday, feel productive and feel like all of your time is being utilized in a, in a productive fashion. I love those tips, Chris. Thank you so much. And they're simple yet. Why don't we do them enough? I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm like, I don't take breaks away from my workspace all the time. And no wonder I don't feel like I didn't actually have a break then. And a lot of us, and you know, right now more than ever, many Americans were working from home. Well, globally, we're working from home. And I think this tip is so true, truer now more than ever, because we are all cooped up in our house and you need to take those breaks. You have to break up your scenery. You have to go outside, get some fresh air. That's mm -hmm. hard to do if you're in a place like me that's in Wisconsin, that's cold. But it's like, hey, if you just took the time to bundle up and go outside and get a five minute walk in, it does so much for your psyche. So thank you for sharing those tips. Oh yeah, no problem. And I, you know, I, now more than ever, I think we have to double down mm -hmm. on that, on that concept because the place that is the, the quote away from workplace that there's that blend, there's that blur between the two lines. Yeah. And I, it, you know, it makes me harken back to when I worked in college housing where you lived you know, your home was in the building that you were, you know, managing. And so you would leave your, you know, live in apartment and in most cases go, you know, down a hall and, and go into your office. And we're doing that again. Sure. And so that separation is really, really important. And I've, I've set up my home office, my uh, office away from the office <laughs> with some of the things from actually from my office. And I, so I have a ton of little trinkets I'm like Maureen O'Hara and the quiet man. I have to have my things about me. And, and so I brought a handful of those things home so that I could 
put them in that workspace that I created with my work computer and a monitor. And um, I have my, you know, my calendar there and I have my little Jen Sincero, you are a badass button. And I, I have a couple little crystals there. So creating a space within my home, that's my workspace that I can hold sacred. And so mm -hmm. when I'm sitting in that chair and I'm in front of that monitor, I'm working my day job. But same thing, like I'm going to use that Pomodoro timer and I'm going to take, you know, morning breaks and afternoon breaks. And right now my dog is loving my breaks because it means that he gets, you know, extra W-A-L-K time. I think all time. our pets, all our pets are just, my dog just seems so much happier and at ease. He's like, oh, everyone's here all the time now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've gotten some great tips on the work hours. So now it, we're commuting home, we're home, it's dinner time, it's mom time when do we work on our business and then do we apply these same tips or is it different? That's a great question. And I think it's, it's personal. It's according to like, you know, where your energy is and I'm a morning person and I'm a swimmer. So my husband and I, you know, in regular world, we get up at four and we leave the house at five 30 to go to the pool. So for me, that's 90 minutes that I can spend on, you know, what I've created for my morning routine. And I think, I think everyone should have some kind of daily routine that is a way for you to elevate your eight, so to speak, and carve in some of those things that people say over and over and over again, I don't have time for that because there's not enough hours in the day. So I think having a morning routine, an evening routine, or a lunchtime routine, mm. and I have all three, which, you know, kind of makes me sound a little OCD, but they're all, I mean, I do different things for all of them. So in my morning routine, I definitely, I read, I meditate, I journal, and I might work on some easy aspect of my business. Like I'm going to crank out you know, three or four Instagram posts and, and write those and, and put them into my scheduling device and do that. And then okay. make my smoothie and grab the swim bag and, and head over to the pool. Right now, my morning routine is kind of jacked up all over the place because that morning exercise isn't there in the same way. I prefer not to walk Duke in the early morning hours when it's still dark. So, and it, the light is changing now, so that we'll be able to adjust mm -hmm. shortly. And then on my, my evening routine, when I come home from the, from the office, I, I sort of have a theme for three of the five week nights. So on Monday nights, I'm preparing my email correspondence for my list, whoever, you know, whatever I'm talking about that week, I'm doing social media scheduling for myself and for the swim team. And then um, Wednesday nights is swim team finance night. So I'll go in and go to QuickBooks and make all the adjustments and post all the transactions and things like that. So those are, those are regular things that are happening all the time. And then I just kind of look and see like, you know, what's, What's in the immediate forecast? Am I promoting something right now? Do I need to finish editing a show? Do I need to, to do some pinning today for, um, for an online course or something like that? So in that time frame between getting home, eating dinner, and it usually winds up just being an hour before I go to bed because I get up so early, I go to bed early. And, and so I carve that time. And, so, and a lot of times it's things that Charles and I can do together, which is nice because they're swim team based. And right now we've been doing these wonderful weekly Zoom chats with the, with the team. And so that's a way for us to 
to do something together that's important for us, but also a way to connect with the team, to have that community that we would normally have in the morning at the pool. So, so yeah, so I think, you know, trying to, to balance your business, the, the morning routine, the evening routine, and or the weekends, because we haven't really dug into that yet. But the other thing that I've started doing recently that I've come to really embrace and enjoy is I learned, this was probably two summers ago, and I learned that I had capped out on my vacation and I wasn't accruing it anymore. Mm -hmm. So there was like a six month period where I was totally, you know, flushing vacation days down the toilet because I had maxed out and nobody told me. Um, And so when I, when I learned that that had happened, A, I was pissed, (laughs) but B, I was kind of like, I need to figure out a, a way to to figure out, this out if I'm not, yeah, if I'm not like going somewhere in a month where I'm taking a week off to do, you know, do something swim related with Charles or we're traveling or, you know, for whatever reason you take vacation, but it's like, okay, well, I definitely need to take at least one day a month off as a vacation day. If I'm not mm-hmm. traveling or have a something planned right. so that I can keep accruing that that vacation and get the max that I'm supposed to get. And so what I've started doing to work on the businesses is I take at least one day off a month to just batch my podcasts. And so I'll open up my acuity scheduling and just fill that day with appointments. And I mean, it it winds up being a really busy day, but you know, you know, interviews move quickly. And then before I know it, I've talked to six people and now I have the next six weeks worth of shows already taken care of. And I don't have to worry about Oh, well, I, you know, I'll need to leave the office early because that person can only talk to me at four o'clock. Um, so if I've just put out there already consistency for myself that this, you know, one day a month is when I'm going to make myself available to do podcast interviews or, or even do, you know, things like bigger projects. Like I'm going to, going to build a course. So I'm going to take a vacation day so that I can just sit at home and, and work on my course. Yeah, and and I think that goes back to what you said too, like controlling your calendar and just knowing that it's, it's giving yourself permission to take the day off to work on your business because a lot of people, I don't think have that mindset. I didn't for a long time where it's like, oh, I can actually take a vacation day that I've earned and do something that's doesn't have to be a nothing day. It doesn't have to be like going somewhere or doing an appointment. I can sit right here where I normally do and just work on business if there's a launch coming up or something. So I love that, that you said that. I have a question for you, Chris. Sure you seem so structured and like you get all the things done and so productive. What if, just what if (laughs) this happens? Not to me. Ha ha ha. It does. Um, what happens if you go to sit down, like you, I've gotten control of my calendar. I wrote written down the four things that I need to do for the day. Come to sit down, start that Pomodoro timer on my minimalist app. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't really want to do this. Or, Oh, and I start to like, sway what does that happen to you and if so what do you do oh my god it happens to me all the time because i do have a very bad habit of like 20 tabs open on the computer at one time and and that's a a habit i know i really i need to break that because it's it can be really it's a rabbit hole completely and so i think part of it is just sort of clearing space for yourself and and i i totally get what you're saying that there are tasks that we have to do every day in our jobs even you know in our life too that aren't our favorite things to do and they are the ones that tend to get the least priority they get the least active 
energy because we clearly don't want to do them. And I can even remember, I remember having a boss back in the early days of my career in housing and, and she had given me this very straight up, she's like, you know, Chris, you're really productive. You, you put a lot of energy and passion into what you're doing, but if it's a task that you don't like, it automatically falls to the bottom and you almost get like angry about it. And I'd never thought about that. <laughs> so if you've seen Mary Poppins, right? The original Mary Poppins. I hate to say this, but no, I haven't. And some oh my gosh. people just look at me like I have like three eyeballs when I say that. Wow. That's okay. I'll, I'll forgive you. And then I'll give you an assignment of your own. Right. Um, but you know, there's that famous song, a spoonful of sugar. She's trying to get the two kids to clean their room so that they can go out and do something fun. And it's really, you know, you, you have to find the fun or the game, or mm. the positive aspect in whatever task that you're doing Good that's point. going to make that more palatable. And honestly, the biggest thing for me is when I'm home and it's you know time to clean because I can do dishes and laundry until the cows come home, but <laughs> I do not want to sweep and dust and mop. And, you know, my husband can't be the only one doing that stuff. I need to contribute and do my part. So like having music as part of that and being able to sing and dance around the house by myself when, you know, when I'm doing household chores, that's super important. And that it makes things go by so much faster. And, and even at work too, like there are some tasks that are so rote and not enjoyable that I can't play music or have something going in the background, but I have to remind myself like, okay, when this job is done, when I'm finished, you know, writing this report for this scholarship or whatever mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I'm going to go let myself grab a quick, quick cup of coffee or I'm going to have a treat or I'm going to take an extra break when this particular task is done and telling myself too, like, all right, do it as quickly as you can so you can move on to the things that you like to do, really like. but not trying to sacrifice quality as well. So just reminding myself like, I don't like this, but this is still my work and it's still my name. And I don't want to be known as somebody that is producing, you know, shoddy material. So putting an element of like pride and excitement in that, and, and that makes things much easier to push through when it's something is sloggy or unpleasant, or you just plain don't mm -hmm. like to do it. I like that. Thank you. That's like positive reinforcement and giving yourself some <laughs> yeah. permission. And in, you mentioned in the beginning, like a little bit of grace and it probably can go a long way. And if it takes you extra time, so be it. But yeah. the main think about, for me, I like to think about just how good it's going to feel. Uh, like this goes back to my college days. I would have, you know, this looming paper, 25 pages. And I'd say, you know, it's due Friday, the third just think about that weekend when it's the fourth and it's already done, how much good, how I'm going to feel great. And that would yeah. help me like get through it. It's kind of like, you have to just, you know, do those mindset tweaks as well. So yeah. Chris, or even like when you want to do a workout and yeah. you're thinking like, God, I really do not want to do this today. I would just so much rather stay in my bed. Yeah. And I tell myself too, like, remember how good you feel when you get out of the swimming pool and how accomplished you feel. I mean, swimming has not always, I mean, it's not come easy for me at all. And this has been um, a sport, a, a, a fitness pursuit that has been something I've had to learn, you know, from the ground up and swimming that I know I learned to learn from him. So even though the days where it's like, I don't want to leave today, I want to stay in bed until I absolutely have to have a shower and go to work. But then it's like, oh no, that feeling that you get when you're done in the pool and, and it feels so good and you have energy and you're mm -hmm. focused on the day. And I'm like, yeah, I want, I want to feel that. So get your ass out of bed, 
get the swim bag. Let's do this. Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. You've just dropped so many golden nuggets in this episode that I know people can take away and start to implement right away. Where can someone find more about working with you and learn more about your podcast and how to get in touch? Yeah, sure. Well, first, thank you for having me, Michelle. I I really appreciate what you do. I think, you know, embracing our passion and and being able to put that into the work that we do is really important. There's, There's way too many people out in this world that are working jobs that they don't enjoy. And I think we need more people like you helping us get that message. So A, thank you for that. B, I, you can find me at my website, which is chrismcpeak.com and that's Chris with a K. So K-R-I-S-M-C-P-E-A-K. There's all kinds of other fantastic tidbits on the swim team webpage. So even if you're not in the LA area and you can't swim with us, you can still learn a lot of cool stuff about master swimming and triathlon. And that's silverpeakperformance.com. My show is the Elevate Your A podcast, and I put out new episodes on Wednesdays. And I'm doing Wednesdays and Fridays right now because of COVID. I'm trying to crank out as much helpful content as I can. So that'll probably be for the rest of April, two episodes a week. And um, I love to kick it on Instagram. So that's Christmas Peak, K-R-I-S-M-A-S-P-E-A-K. Hey, real quick before you go, if you are inspired by today's show and you learned something new, I want you to take a screenshot post it in your Instagram stories and tag me at put your passion to work because together we can practice abundance, take inspired action and help motivate other passionate women just like us.